0: Welcome to Witch Talks, a series for spiritual seekers, witches, and enlightened souls. I'm Hannah the Suburban Witch, an intuitive tarot reader, astrologer, and eclectic witch, and I hope you're ready to get up close and personal with your favorite witches. Now, in this episode, we're chatting with Meg Rosenbrier, the witch of the shoreline. Now, Meg is an author, a practicing hedge witch, and the co-founder of Witch With Me, a community platform by witches, Four Witches. Today we'll be chatting to her about all of this and more. I'm so looking forward to sharing Meg's work with you and let's get into it. Now she's joining us via Zoom all the way from Connecticut. Hey Meg, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. You know I've been a
1: big fan for ages and um, and I'm glad that we're cultivating this lovely friendship as well.
0: Absolutely. Now, I know you do so much more than what I have just introduced you as. Do you want to start off by telling us what it is that you do in the witchy world?
1: Sure. I I look at myself kind of as a connector of people, um, connector of ideas, just really spreading the joy and the good word of witchcraft um, and making it accessible to people. So that's kind of like my big, big picture thing is accessibility and joy of the craft. Um, and I and I get to that
0: point in a number of different ways um, that we'll talk about. Fantastic. Now, before we do jump right in, I wanted to take a squidgery ditch at your astrological birth chart. Now, I know you're all over this, you know, everything, you're a big astro nerd. So it's not going to be news to you. But I think it can oh, be I, I don't know, you, you have some interesting insights. So I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to hear this. I'm just going to look at your sun, moon and rising. But what it can be really great for is people who also have these placements that might not have heard an interpretation before anyone that's tuning in that is totally new to astrology and seeing how it can sort of weave together. So what we have with Meg's birth chart, she is a sun in Libra. So that means the sun was in the sign of Libra at the time of her birth. Now, what this means is she is naturally skilled at charming others. This means she's (laughs) going to be really great at networking, building relationships and negotiating very smoothly. Now, we can definitely see that in a lot of the stuff that you do with your Witch With Me community. You are networking, building relationships, making all these beautiful people come together and work towards a common goal. It's fantastic. Now, your son falls in the seventh house. Now, what this tells us, it's the seventh house is of relationships. So you work really, really great one-on-one. You are a fantastic support person to other people and you have a gift for making others feel heard, which is Beautiful. Now, when we talk about your moon, your moon, it was in Sagittarius when you were born. Now, this is, you know, the moon goes faster than the sun, right? So it's going to change every couple of days. Now, having a moon in Sagittarius means that you're quite honest, open, you know, optimistic person. You'll see the good in everyone, which is just a beautiful way to be. Now, the only thing here is that autumn will be your enemy. So you're going to have lots of projects, lots of interests, lots of things on the go. Now your moon falls in the 10th house. The 10th house is career. Okay. So this is all about what you do for work or your higher calling in the world. Now, this means you need your career in order to feel fulfilled. You need to feel like you are doing something. You're going to have, you know, a legacy to leave behind and doing what you feel called to do is going to make you literally happy. Now, as a Pisces rising, you have the ability to heal and uplift others, which is Absolutely gorgeous. I love Pisces risings. Now, you're at home with them. I have a
1: theory all Pisces Mm -hmm. risings are witches. That's my theory. (laughs) just just in general. So if if there's Pisces risings out there, I see you witch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, I, I actually have a theory just on that. I have a theory around majority and not all, okay, but majority of tarot readers have strong Virgo placements. It's something I have seen time and time again. And I think it is because it has a system and it makes logical sense. I love that. All right. So as a Pisces rising, you are at home with the mystical and the spiritual. This is the sign that's most likely to have a metaphysical bent. Now you don't shy away from anything unusual, like magical topics, anything flowy, soft, and you'll have a talent for psychic and spiritual work, which obviously you do. Now, this is also ruled by Neptune, which is the planet of dream vision. So it's all big visions, big ideas. Now, this is great for people who want to have a career centered around healing. So when I think about that, this healing vibe and, you know, this mystical, spiritual, witchy side, uh, hello, is that not your book? The healing, you know, healing powers of witchcraft, like, oh my goodness.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: yes. So how does that all sit with you? Is that any of that new to you or is it all the same sorts of things? No,
1: I I love it. I, you know, sometimes I forget that Pisces risings are such healers too, and and Sagittarius um, has has some healing components in there as well. Um, And so it's lovely to hear that perspective because I think um, Pisces more of like the woo side. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, for sure, that that is a huge thing about um, you know even that spiritual type of healing is really you know, what, what I, what I focus on and what I do. Um, You know, I I believe in mind body alignment for sure. I mean, that's, that's huge, but um, really uncovering how we process information. There's my Libra um, and, and, and the things we tell ourselves and the things we talk about. And those again, with my Libra um, are really important to informing healing for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of your book as well, so The Healing Power of Witchcraft, can you tell us a little bit about, aside from your astrology, what inspired you to write that book?
1: So I've always been wanting to write a book geared towards new witches um, because, like I said, accessibility to the craft is really important to me. And there's plenty of books for new witches out there. And there's a reason for that. It's because everybody comes at this from a different place and you know, I I wanted to add my voice into the mix of um, helping new witches in a practical way too. So you'll notice my book is um, like two-thirds spells and it was meant as a spell and ritual book. Um, I really wanted to focus on actual ways that have helped me heal um, and ways I have helped others using magic uh, and, and make it so that it's, it, the spells are really simple, easy to follow. Um, I, I try to write the incantations so that they're fun to say. So all of this book was meant to be a place where a beginner could come and say, yeah, that sounds like me. That sounds like I want to empower myself. It sounds like I want to heal and I want to do it in a, in a
0: new way. Um, and that was my goal. You absolutely achieved on that. I have read the book myself. It is, it's actually one of the ones that I recommend the most to beginners in the craft because it does, it has has everything. It has how to cast a circle, which look, not everybody has to cast a circle, but if you want to, how to do it, how to raise energy. I find that is one thing that a lot of uh, I guess the social media side of things kind of glosses over. You don't often see people talking about so praising energy.
1: I see not even just completely eliminated mm-hmm. from steps first. spell work. Um, which I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so helpful and so easy to do. Yeah. Uh, so yes, when you get to that part in the book, definitely pay
0: attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely it's we all need that the, the magic has to come from somewhere that energy has to come from somewhere and you know if you're not raising that energy it's going to come from you and it's going to leave you absolutely wiped out so it's so critical and you've got really great foundations in the beginning of the book for anyone and even someone who is not so new at the craft they're still going to get a really good rehashing rehashing of everything as well so it's a fantastic start to the book and then you've got all these practical spells and one of the things that I loved about it as well is they're all really accessible you're not going to have to go out and buy a ton of different things yeah. to do them and you can choose just a few core things so a few core essential oils some crystals you know, a bowl a candle they're not yeah. extravagant you don't need a big statue to make a beautiful altar around so really, really accessible for everyone, which is fantastic. Do you, do you have a favorite spell within your book? That, what's your favorite one that you put in there?
1: I do. I have a couple favorites. Um, there's one that you enchant your mirror for strength that I just love because it's something that we do all the time is check a mirror. We're washing our hands, check our mirror, we're brushing our hair, we're brushing our teeth. It's, it's this great check-in point throughout the day where you're really seeing yourself. Um, so it really puts you face to face with your magic. Um, but the, the spell that Everyone, I get the best feedback on the people who, who find that the spell works for them the most is there's a triple goddess healing spell in there where um, we, I call on the archetypes of the maiden, the mother, and the crone in these different areas of our lives to pull from those separate, three separate wisdoms to really heal us um, internally and, 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 and bodily as well. So that one, I get a lot of great feedback on.
0: Mm -hmm. And what do you think just staying with that spell for a little bit? with the maiden mother and crone what are some things that they could each individually help us if you know why would we call on them why are we going to need the mother or the crone in our lives what are we yeah. going to get from that yeah,
1: absolutely so I think one thing to recognize in magic is that things are really fluid right so when when we wrap our minds around different ways we can embody our magic in ways that we have all experienced we've experienced the joys of youth we which is the maiden archetype this feeling of coming into your own, this feeling of feeling healthy and young, and the world is your oyster. That's the archetype. Um, then you had then you move on to the mother archetype where now you're responsible for other people. Your parents are aging, your children are growing, you're, you're, you're probably at a part in your career where you're nurturing others as a management, you know, this, this middle age thing. Um, and then, they, then you reach the crone, which of course I have not reached my crone years yet. Um, but it's still an archetype that we can really, uh, draw from in the sense of, that inner wisdom that you've accumulated throughout your lifetime, everybody has it. Everybody has that piece of advice that they give. Everybody has that that moment where they've drawn a boundary and they stick to it. And that's really honoring that inner wisdom that you've accumulated
0: in the sense of the crone. Agreed. I, I find the crone personally is such a great one to call on if you are needing to put in things like hard limits and boundaries and say no and get a little bit snippy. Very um Professor McGonagall, if that's if that's a good little uh, way to <laughs> compare it. Professor McGonagall is
1: um, my favorite witch. I have two favorite witches and she's one of them. So um
0: and she's a Libra. <laughs> oh, good to know. Interesting. Yeah. She definitely doesn't mince her words though.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: I'd love to know her moon sign Capricorn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, but yeah, she absolutely has that, that crone energy about her. Uh, you don't want to cross her that sort of energy. So it's really, really good for those sorts of things.
1: Yeah. No nonsense knows what's best has been there, done it may not even explain herself. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I don't even owe you an explanation. Those kind of things. Yep. Definitely.
0: No need, no over explaining from her. Now this, this book, do you have anything that you hope readers are gonna take away when they read it? What are you hoping they're gonna gain from this?
1: I hope that they gain a sense that magic is real. Um, I, I, I feel that if you follow the spells and you follow the, the path and, and you put your a bit of yourself into it because that, that's essential for any witchcraft, right? Like putting your own little um, intention into any spell. Um, I think you're gonna see real results in your life, and they, it can come in many different forms, which is so great. and so, Part of the book is broadening your horizons to the awareness of ways spells are working too. You know, how do we how do we feel our moods change? How do we feel our physical body shift? How do we tap in to even to knowing that we know um, all those layers? I hope I've kind of put in the book, um, and people can meet you know the book where they're at with
0: that. Mm-hmm. And one other thing about the way you've set the book out as well that I just want to mention: you've started it with spells for yourself, so these might be, you know, get a good night's sleep, those sorts of things. And then it goes on to spells for others, and then even beyond that as well. Was was there a reason you didn't want it to just be only about the person themselves, and you wanted to expand that out to, towards the world?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, my my witchcraft takes a very pagan approach, so I I really. Believe that if we're going to heal ourselves, we have to take responsibility to heal our planet too. We're so we're so absolutely connected to every energy on this living planet, and I feel we have a responsibility to that energy. Um, and I and so that's why you know when it, when you write a book about the healing power of witchcraft, for me, there's no way you can write that book without saying let's talk about some basic spells for clean air, clean water, protecting animals. Um, And that's kind of the the biggest lens the book takes. There's also spells in there for um, helping communities get along, helping groups of people work together. So I really tried to have this like micro level of the self, then branch out into spells to help maybe your husband or your child or another person you care about. Then we move on to spells for the group. And then we move on to spells for the earth. So we really just keep a wider and wider lens about how much agency we have as witches in this world uh, for ourselves, for the people we love, for the groups we move in and for the world.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's beautiful. And we have agency. I think we do have that responsibility there as well. We don't have a responsibility to every single person to help and heal every single one, but we absolutely have a responsibility for the planet and the earth and the things that we're standing on, the place where we live, all of that. Yeah, that's a great point,
1: Hannah. I mean, absolutely. This, and there's there's a level of expectation here. I mean, there, as somebody, I, I have said this many times, as somebody with autism, I understand that we're not always going to be on our best and healed every day. And there are real-life issues that come into play. Poverty, uh, you know, it, Racism. I mean, it's like, you know, the the the, the lens is wide. Mm-hmm. But what I want to do is say there are still positive actions that we can all take um to improve ourselves. And the responsibility doesn't have to be you made world peace happen. Yeah. It means you made peace within yourself and you spread that light outward. That's your responsibility. Yeah.
0: You put a little bit of good out into the world. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. And especially in this climate and everything that's happening in the world, I think it needs all the good that we can give it.
1: Yeah. And I think, and I think that kind of even fake it till you make it, Hannah, mm-hmm. because I mean, you know, we turn on the news every other day and it's like this billionaire's in space and the world's burning to the ground. Great. Yeah. You know, and you feel like I'm just one person, you feel overwhelmed, Um, but really, yeah, you, you can make a difference. hmm
0: Mm -hmm. That's why I love the idea of, especially with a book like this, you know, how many people have this, how many people are doing this spell? It's not just you. If you're putting it out there for the world, that it's collective energy and it builds up over time as well. And it becomes a ritual that's done over and over. And the more it's done, the more power it gains as well. So it's fantastic to weave that in there and have lots and lots of people on this big scale all working towards that beautiful healing common cause. Now, I wanted to talk as well, you call yourself a pagan and also a hedge witch. So what does hedge witch mean to you?
1: So hedge witch is uh, a title that I assume from my forebearers uh, in, the, in the folk tradition of the uh, British Isles is really where my ancestors came from. Um, and that's, that's the um, witchcraft that I was exposed to most akin in my upbringing as a Boston Irish Catholic. Um, I, I, you know, didn't assume the title witch till many years into adulthood, but um, Hedge Witch was where I came from from my roots when I really started to assume the title. And the thing about a Hedge Witch is that it is a healing, uh, a healing profession. Hedge Witches were folk, uh, folk witches who lived on the edges of society, these were usually unmarried women. They were almost all women. Um, these were women who had agency, who had special talents, who knew properties of herbs, who knew animal husbandry, who knew things. Um, and for whatever reason, you know, didn't have, didn't quite fit into the patriarchal structure of the church and um, having a husband or having a father figure in the house because, and they were allowed to live this really liminal life in a, in a time when people were not allowed to do these things. And it was because they were so useful. They were, they were the healers of the village, um, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And they also um, you know, were in touch with the other realms in a way that the average person under Aquinian Christianity wasn't you know there wasn't much spiritual gnosis happening um, you know in in the farm country of England in like the 1400s right but these were the people who were what we call jumping the hedge which is divining from the other side which is fortune telling all of those types of things um, understanding we talk about which is flying using flying ointments to have a psychedelic response to the world. Um, so all of those traditions are kind of wrapped up in this lovely idea of this other, this otherness that existed and existed really successfully in, for the most part, of course, my God, anytime there was a, a problem, you know, round up the witches, of mm-hmm. course, and it's awful and terrible. And But the traditions have
0: survived. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I try to honor. So this is obviously from your family heritage. Were you raised with these folk traditions in your home? Were your parents doing these or how did you? No, I was not. I, I was raised with a lot. I was actually raised
1: with a lot of folk traditions, but they were never called witchcraft. So, for example, second anyone gets pregnant, let's put a, a clattering on the end of a string and hold it over the, the belly and divine. And, you know, but my God, I will at church every 9am. Um, so, but I have a really good relationship with Christianity. I do. I love, I love Catholicism. I think not the church. I love the idea of yeah. Catholicism. I love ritual. I love mysticism. I mean, those are the takeaways that I enjoy from mm-hmm from Catholic Church. So a lot of that, yes, a lot of that informs my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a ton with incense, a ton with a spurging, where we take water and sprinkle it on things. Um, but that's different than uh, Hedgewitch, which is mm-hmm. more folk. Um, so it's really this combination of this Catholic mystical upbringing uh, tied into these folk traditions that I'm trying to reclaim. Mm-hmm. And um you know and and say where was the trajectory that went from the 1500s farm country to the 1980s living room um it, it's a really fun journey that I've been undertaking so stay tuned on mm-hmm. that
0: so would you say you're also a, a Catholic witch by any means or is it does it seem to no, be separate I, I don't, no I wouldn't say that
1: i am still practicing Catholic mm-hmm. but a lot of the methodology mm-hmm. in Ca- Um, Catholicism really still rings true for me yeah uh there's there's definitely a liturgy there that makes
0: sense understood I actually I was brought up uh not in Catholic church but in the Pentecostal church very very strict uh fire and brimstone style preaching and we were actually taught that the Catholic church was all Catholicism was witchcraft (laughs)
1: I bet oh I'm sure and and there's great evidence for Mm -hmm. that so yeah, they and got that
0: part right Hannah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. No, when when I met my husband and his family is Catholic and you know, seeing what his his dad's always, you know, pulling out the candles and he always wants, you know, incense going and praying the rosary. And it's these sorts of things, these for me feel like, Oh yeah, let's light a candle. Is this super witchy? But for him it's it's his religion, right? But for my mom bathroom cabinet
1: and it's like here's her hair dryer here's some q-tips and here's like five vials of holy water
0: i love that i love that (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) now with hedge witchery how would someone know if they were a hedge witch do they have to have this ancestral link or are there certain qualities that they might have that could help them claim this name for their for their own
1: Oh, I, I mean, I don't think you have to have an ancestral link to any of this. It's certainly not a closed practice. And I think that um, with how much European influence there is on witchcraft, I think that you, if this is a path that sounds interesting to you, you're going to be able to find a lot of information on it, um, which is one good thing. Um, but really, if hedge Witchery to me is this beautiful combination of green witchcraft, working with the land, working with plants in, for healing purposes, um, for growth purposes, uh, for nourishment purposes. Um, and but marrying that with this mystical ability, with this ability to, you know, for myself, I read tarot, I read pendul- pendulum, I intuitively read Astrological charts. So that, to me, is having that one foot in the other realm, and that, and being able to synthesize that information and transmute it into the practical is just as important to me as a hedge witch as the healing side of it. So I think that if you're somebody who's really into the the woo side of things, high Pisces risings again, um, and but also wants some grounding practicality, some, these are properties of plants and these are the ways we can use them, um, is this beautiful marriage of as above, so below to me. Mm I love
0: that. I interrupt your listening pleasure to ask you if you're enjoying this podcast. I ask because this series is a labor of love. And if you like what you're hearing, consider signing up as a Patreon supporter to see its continued success. Not only will you receive exclusive access to my private Facebook group, but also monthly live readings and moon ritual worksheets. Head over to patreon.com forward slash suburban witchery to sign up now. And now back to the show. Now, with your it's changing tact a little bit with Witch With Me, which is this beautiful brand that you've created, and you said you want it to be accessible to everyone, including new witches. Do you have any personal tips for any new witches out there, anyone who's new to the craft to help them on their way?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the two biggest ones that always come to mind are know thyself and learn. Those those are the know thyself meaning Take any test on yourself you can, a Myers Briggs, an Enneagram, get a tarot reading, get a birth chart reading. Get opinions on who you are from an external source. And not because you need to be told who you are, but because it can be so startling revealing about things that you knew about yourself, but were never vocalized and brought to the forefront. So that's that's one of the biggest things. Start by getting start sitting with yourself. Why do you react the way you do? Why do you feel sad when you do? Why, what makes your motor run? What makes you happy? Getting in touch with yourself is the key to powering spell work and intention. Cause then you know what you want. Yeah. Um,
0: and spoiler alert, oftentimes what you want is not what you originally thought you want. Yes. or you don't want it for the same reasons you thought you did or <laughs>
1: did the work. I'm allowed to change my mind now, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and that goes hand in hand with me for learning because I don't think that you can get to know yourself unless you start to explore the world. Um, the world, I say before you and behind you, I think where we came from, I think great minds in witchcraft don't get enough play when we talk about these people who are doing the work, who are out there creating these, um, you know, these, these archetypes and creating ways of teaching witchcraft that have been handed down for generations. Um, and just now, you know, we're able to be so open about how we practice the craft. So I hope that knowledge will just continue to exponentially explode. That's my hope. Um, but you know, we have to take advantage of that all Mm -hmm. of it from the past, the future to creating our own knowledge to writing down our own experiences. Uh, the voice of the witch is is here, um, and you know we need to stand in that
0: power. Mm-hmm. Now is our time. Yeah, yeah. and um, on that same vein, so that's what you recommend people start with. Now, is there yeah. any times where you may have messed up in your witchcraft, and we can now learn from your mistakes? Do you have anything you could share with us?
1: Hmm. I would say when you. I have a million examples of this, so be specific about what you want when you do your spell work, mm-hmm. okay? Because I was, when I had just started Witch With Me, and I knew it was gonna be special, and I knew I needed to devote time to it, and I knew this was gonna be a calling, and I have two little baby boys, okay? And I was like, I need to devote time to this, and I did a spell to, Um, allow my husband less time at work and home to be with us Mm -hmm. Um, and for a number of ways that was you know there were there were ways that that could work and I was like I'm gonna do this spell to open I can see where this is going a month later and stayed in the house for a year Mm -hmm. and I wrote my book I launched Witch with me so you know I'm not saying it didn't work out but as we know, mm-hmm. never in a million years would I have ever thought that that was the answer. And not and do, do I think COVID <laughs> is the reason, I, like I'm the reason there's COVID? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But I think when you call on certain energies into your life, you want to be really specific about, you know, how this is all going to work for you, um, yes. which brings me back to know yourself, yeah. right? Be careful if, what you I, wish if, for. If I had been honest. I sometimes need my husband out of the house Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, and, and I've learned that lesson now and that's who I am. That's who he is, you know? Um, so, so I think that making mistakes is great because Mm -hmm. it starts to revise, um, it starts to revise how you
0: do your magic and you start to get more effective Mm -hmm. each time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think as a lot of people will be feeling you on, on the husband out of the house thing after COVID, a lot of people probably had a little bit too much time. So you're not alone there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah now with your work with Witch with me this is an incredible online community one that i've been a part of as well now how did you come up with the idea f- for this did it you know how did it come through
1: so uh, true libra and true libra style i did not do this alone and i definitely do not continue to do this alone my my partner in crime on this is my business partner louisa dean um at the witch's stone on instagram if anyone wants to follow some amazing uh british folk witch content um, she lives in the UK, and um, we have never met in person. We uh, were f- online friends. We just liked each other's content um, for a couple of years, you know, and just chatted. We had kids the same age. We had so much in common, and you know, we were we were trying to make we were trying to make a, um, a following for ourselves. I think at the time she when we started, Witch with me, she had like ten thousand followers, and I had like three. Mm -hmm. And, and she came to me and she was like, you know what we don't do enough of is, you know, playing with our friends with witchcraft. So why why don't we start a hashtag challenge? And we can, and all our friends will do it and it'll be so much fun and we can repost them in our stories. And I was like, great idea. I actually said, fuck yeah. (laughs) That was when I responded. I was so excited. I was like, that sounds like so much fun. Mm -hmm. Well, it quickly evolved to the fact that we realized people were making like the most amazing answers to our, our, our challenge. So we were like, this is it. We're gonna create a page to repost these challenge answers on. So the hashtag was which with me. The challenge was a 30 day. Day one, show me a picture of a candle. Day two, show me a picture of a cloud that's inspired you. Day three, show me your favorite color for magic. And it just grew, right? Because nobody had a way to share what they were doing with a large with a large audience, unless you already had a following. Mm. So it was just this unbelievable explosion of this fun idea we were thinking, hey, maybe our friends could do. And this came about in February, 2020. So as we know, we launched at the right time mm. to go viral with everybody sitting home saying, well, what am I doing with myself? What am I doing with all this time? There's the world's literally ending. I mean, what's out there? And ha- creating this space for people who saw normal people doing witchcraft and loving it and getting something out of it, um, I think just you know exploded
0: the whole thing open because it's real people. I think doing real magic. That is a great point that you make about normal people doing this. And a lot of the comments that I got about my content, especially in the beginning, is but you look normal or you you don't look like a witch, you know, you're not dressed all in black, you have bright pink hair, (laughs) you know, you, you know, you don't look typical that we expect, you're not scary. And this I think is really, really necessary for opening up the craft, especially to anyone who has religious trauma, like I did, where you think that witches are pure evil, which we're not. (laughs) So I, I think it's seeing normal people and getting that exposure out there is fantastic. So well done. Yeah, definitely. Now with switch with me has there been a particular part that's been the most fulfilling for you
1: Oh gosh I mean really just the unbelievable amount of people I've gotten to know I just love stories of how people have come to the craft what what led them to it I mean this is my this is my libra sagittarius coming together it's like sit down and tell me everything so just the sheer um just the sheer human energy of it has truly um changed my life is to see how many people um are are taking are taking control of their lives are are taking an identity who are reclaiming witchcraft I I see such a lovely and
0: vibrant future for our people Mm -hmm. I agree and you guys undertook a witch census last year as well do you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah
1: so um in part of our mission is to, to continually say, which with me because you're not alone which. So one of the things that was really important to me when we first realized that our following was going to be substantial was doing something substantial with it. With great power comes great responsibility. And for me, I, I had thought that one way to tangibly show the world that we exist and we're here is to count us, um, and this stirred up a lot of uh, worry within the witch community because mm-hmm. you think counting witches, my God! Of course, everyone's like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And um, and and so you know, we had to, we we had to do a lot of explaining that, like, look, we're not collecting IP addresses. What we we're not collecting mm-hmm. names. You don't even have to give us your email. We just want you to say, "Yeah, I'm a witch," and put your name on this, and say, "I, you know, I'm 36 years old. I live in Connecticut. I have a spouse and two children." Um, and then, and then from there, we talked about, you know, what what elements do you use in your craft, and what holidays do you celebrate, and do you believe in the threefold law? And do you believe in aliens? Like, we took all these like crazy things just to gather information about us, who we are, what we care about. Um, and, and then make that information, which we have, completely accessible to everybody so that someone can click on it and say, huh, that looks like me. Um, you know, we, when, we, when we took, uh, what gender are you? I think we had 80 different genders.
0: So wow. if there,
1: if we tried to create space for everyone to be able to say, mm-hmm. um, I'm a witch. This is who I am. And make it last in perpetuity that we made this project. And 16,000 people responded. So we're going to do it again. Um, and we're going to do it better this time. So watch this space, right? Yeah. Um,
0: Watch with me. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Uh, I love that. I think it's, it's great as well because, I I believe the witch community is growing. I believe it's expanding. And with something like this, you can actually track that. You can actually see what's happening and how maybe the culture is shifting as we go through different things, either as a society or with social media. We see trends evolving and that sort of thing. So we might have, you know, not a lot of people doing circle casting one year and then suddenly it rises in popularity because someone went viral. You know, we can track that. That could be fascinating. And I just think that's... Amazing.
1: Um, you know, and so, for example, this year we reached out to some, you know, people, we reached out to folk witches and we reached out to voodoo and we reached out, you know, to try to get those communities' opinions on what questions they wanted to hear mm-hmm. um, and what what made, you know, like what, the Wiccans, like, what do you want to know about what people think about Wicca, about what Wiccans are doing, you know? So we tried to make it so that everybody could get a little piece of information about their own little subset too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think it's, I I think it's even going to get better.
0: Yeah. So in that regard, that's going to get better. You've you've got more plans with that. With which with me, do you have any bigger plans for what you're going to do with that?
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I want to do everything. So it's really hard to to pick just one thing, but I, um, Louisa and I, my business partner, Louisa had a really, really rough summer trying to figure out where we wanted to go with this because there's so many directions and this is the first time I'm actually kind of saying this publicly but what we're going to start focusing more on is activism Mm -hmm. and um, like I was so tickled when before you were talking about group spell work and how powerful it can be Mm -hmm. and that's something that when we look back at all the programs we have run through which with me I mean we've done festivals we've done tarot classes we've done you know our the, the programs that nourished Louisa and I the most and we felt ma- made the most impact on the community were social justice spells, um, were things like Candles for COVID program we ran, which helped people kind of come together during the onset of COVID. We did a big campaign for the Australian wildfires last when we first started the witch with me you know so I think we're really going to start getting back to yes we're still going to talk about the full moon and the sabbats and herbs and all those kind of things but I think we're going to shift our focus a little bit off actually educating on every little facet of Mm -hmm. um, witchcraft and making it more practical so here's some magic
0: to do with us and let's create positive change in the world. I love that. And I haven't seen anyone else doing that out there as well. So that's a fantastic uh, niche to burst open and hopefully we get even more activism and more social justice causes coming to the yeah, front of that. We have
1: this now, And we looked at it and we were like, you know what? There are so many amazing witchcraft teachers out there But what we see a void in is leadership in terms of what does a witch stand for? Mm. And we want to write that book and say, you know, we stand for human rights for all people. We stand for saving this planet. It's our responsibility and we have to do it now, today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that so much. I, I am an Aquarius rising. So anything social justice and fighting for a bigger cause, anything a little bit rebellious as well that goes against the norm. Right totally. there with you, right there with you, totally.
1: Because we know what we're walking into, right? Plenty of people are going to have opinions, mm-hmm. but you know what, this is, we're here to stand in our shoes and say, this yeah. is
0: what we're here for. Hand me a sign. I'll, I'll march there with you. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah, I know. I got your number. I'll call it on you.
0: <laughs> now you did last year so you did a very big event over Samhain and what was Beltane yeah so are you planning anything else like that alongside this new sort of track that you're going through or are you going to step back from that sort of thing
1: I'm stepping back from it just for right now only because I want to work on perfecting what we have mm-hmm. um which is a lesson that I needed to learn from my Virgo business partner as a Libra. Um, she's very like, we need, you know, let's nail down some stuff, let's get our taxes in order, all those boring mm-hmm. things. So um, I'm focusing on some of those more Virgo-esque type things right now, but I am going to be hosting a cocktail party in Salem, Massachusetts, September 25th. Um, there's gonna be a couple of more famous witches um in the area at that time and um Jason Mankey who you had on your show last yes. week is one of them um so and you know he lives in California so there's going to be a, a gathering of some people um start looking into plane tickets please no <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so so we're going to do that and then and it'll be nice in person, just totally social type thing, mm-hmm. but um, at that gathering, I think we're gonna put some plans in place to say, um, hoping for a, an event in Vegas.
0: Ooh, that sounds very exciting.
1: Uh, there, there's a big, big witch conference called Pantheacon that it no longer exists, and I think that there is a void. So I think when I get back to the festival scene, I think it's gonna be large scale. Um, so we'll see what COVID does, but those are, you know, so mode it be, I would love to draw a lot of, uh, like-minded people together in one place. And, you know, and I said Vegas because not because I love Vegas, I really don't, but it's one of these destinations that's affordable, um, and versatile and, you know, a
0: lot of people can get to it. So
1: it happens to be the, it happens to be the top pick right
0: now. And it has the, the hosting spaces available there. So you can exactly. have a lot of people in there.
1: And like the best part too, is that witches are hardly like the
0: weirdest group they've seen there. So it's like, they don't even add an eye Yeah. a witch conference. I was in Vegas um, quite a few years ago now and I went there and went to a Star Trek convention. So yes, absolutely not the weirdest thing. There were people in, I'm talking full blown, you would have thought a Klingon had just walked into the room absolutely the best makeup special effects makeup I've ever seen so that is
1: awesome (laughs) it was fantastic you know what if I if I throw this conference I am going to witch it up I'm gonna wear a cape I I don't care I'm doing it
0: I want to wear one of those beautiful you see I get all the ads on Instagram because they know that I love them the beautiful old they look like the witch in the wood in some beautiful cottage in the English countryside somewhere you know they've got the long sleeves and the up and oh that's lots of of, yeah 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 look it's it's not my style but I love it it's so romantic
1: (laughs) well it could be your style for for uh for cosplay right yes
0: exactly it'll be my style for that one time (laughs) uh well that sounds fantastic it sounds like you have these beautiful big plans on the horizon and and
1: always always
0: So that's your Neptune, the Neptune energy there, these dream visions for the future. So that's amazing. So it's lovely to see all of the stuff that you're putting out there in the world. Are there any other books on the way or have you just is one enough? You
1: know, I've had so many different ideas come and go. Um, I really want to write a witch with me book, just a practical guidebook that I can, um, you know, just hand over, right? Like, and be like, here's my grimoire, Mm -hmm. go do um and that's kind of just like a standard for the the community that I want to offer but in terms of me personally a book I want to write um I really want to talk about witchcraft as a populist movement Mm -hmm. um and what that means for the future of witchcraft and and I want to look at other populist religious or spiritual movements in the past and the um the troubles that they've gone through, either creating legitimacy for themselves or infighting within the group, and kind of learn from that. I have a background in um, religious history. I have a master's degree in it. So this is kind of like, I want to take all of that knowledge and say, how can we do better mm-hmm. as a witch group and a witch population? And how can we stand in our power and and do that? Um, look, I want a pagan senator. That's what I want. So <laughs> if I if I die with one of those, I'll be happy. Yeah.
0: Oh, that sounds like a goal. Fantastic. Now, can you tell us where can people buy your book, The Healing Power of Witchcraft?
1: Um, you can buy it wherever books are sold. Mm-hmm. Amazon. Um, I know it, uh, your way, what is it? Bookstop is sometimes good.
0: Mm-hmm. That,
1: oh, that's, that's, it, that's in Europe. Um, but please, wherever you do buy the book, if you enjoyed it, please re- leave a review.
0: Yes, absolutely. And where can we find you online?
1: You can find me a couple places. Um, Meg Rosenbrier on Instagram is where I do most of my personal chit-chatting about witchcraft. Uh, but please do give the fo- a follow to Witch with Me, uh, WitchwithMe.com is our website. And if you're a witchy reader, we have an awesome witchy books page as well called Witch with Books, where we showcase new releases. We have reviews. We have a book club. Um, so that's something to jump on board
0: with that I run too. Mm -hmm. And you guys are on Facebook as well. I'm a part of your Facebook group. That's very thriving. It is. It's been great. We just we started it a couple months ago
1: and it's it's been this lovely, um, it's called the, the Witch with Me Community group. Um and I love this group because there's so many new witches in it, but there's also so many professional witches in it, people who have published books. I mean, just really the creme de la creme of the witch world in mm-hmm. it. And I love it because I don't even think that some of these new witches may even realize just how much amazing <laughs> wisdom they're getting thrown their way. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so it's this, uh, it's a very erudite group, in my mm-hmm. opinion, a lot of deep conversations, a lot of, but also really like, Hey, we do a coven market Thursday, sell your, sell your witchy wares. Like we want to support all sides of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So, and um, we
0: try to do all our groups. In terms of the, the bigger names and things like that. So especially with your, you have witch with me TV that you put out there and you, we had the big gathering last year. So... You had quite a lot of, I'd say, big names, really big names, and then yeah. mid-range, and there's such a mix. And you're right; I think people who are new to the craft, you know, they might not have noticed that the person they're learning from is Fiona Horn. You know, I watched her yeah, videos. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, is anyone else freaking out? It's Fiona Horn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, no,
1: yeah. it's true, and um, and that's and that kind of goes back to the whole thing is like we're just regular people too, right? Like we're Mm -hmm. professional witches, um, but it's not, you know, it's just, we're just here, we're out here doing our work Mm -hmm. every day and we want it, we want people
0: to listen and hopefully um, broaden their own horizons. Fantastic. All right. So um, all links for the places that Meg has mentioned, so the Witch With Me books, Witch With Me TV, Witch With Me and Meg's Facebook and all of that Instagram is going to be in the description box below. Um, if you'd like to book in with me for a tarot or astrology reading, you can do so at suburbanwitchery.com. You'll also find me at Suburban Witchery on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. YouTube and Patreon as well. Make sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And as always, I hope you're having a lovely day wherever you are in the world today. Thanks for listening.